Welcome to another episode of the ADHD Families Podcast. Today, we are going to be looking at thinking patterns together. Now, this is something that comes up again and again in ADHD coaching. And so I thought I'd do a quick episode on it today uh, just to highlight. Sometimes when we shine a light on certain patterns of behavior or maybe things that we recognize in ourselves and in our kids, um, we sometimes lose a little bit of their power and we are able to change the course of action or at least be aware of some of our actions. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to be looking at thinking patterns. We're going to be talking about the negativity bias and also the ADHD uh, ability or preference to be a black and white thinker. So join me today. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Sharon Collin and you are listening to the ADHD Families Podcast. I am a mum of three beautiful boys with ADHD. I love being a mum, but my home life was absolute chaos and the stress of daily life had a terrible effect on my health. My husband had so many horror-filled stories of growing up with ADHD that I decided I wanted to change the experience for my little boys. So I got to work and I systematically changed and streamlined my family's lives to suit the ADHD brain. And now that I have my family on track, I want to help yours. Do you want a life with your beautiful kids that is more functional, fun and full of joy? Let's explore together the wonderful and sometimes wacky world of raising kids with ADHD. So we all have patterns of thinking or thinking patterns that we revert back to. Uh, perhaps they are things that are ingrained from our childhood. Perhaps they're things that we tell ourselves. Um, I often talk about our own negative voice in your head that tells you all the limiting beliefs that we don't like <laughs> to hear. Sometimes I think it's helpful to give that person a name. My person's name is called Leslie and whenever she says something negative to me, I just go, shut up, Leslie, in my head, <laughs> which I saw. I actually copied from the book um, that Claire Bowditch wrote, um, which I think is kind of cool. She calls her negative voice Frank. Uh, I won't tell you what she tells Frank to do. You can read the book because it's a swear word. Just curious, I was thinking about today about different thought patterns that we have. Now, firstly, I'm going to preface that by having a little bit of a discussion about the ADHD brain's negative bias. So naturally, the ADHD brain tends to look on for the negative in the situation. And when you think about it, when we have a positive experience or a negative experience, our body releases hormones in response to that experience. And the negative chemicals that your body release actually stay in your body for three times the amount that the positive ones do. And you couple that with some short-term memory recall issues that people with ADHD have, and they tend to remember the negative more. Uh, and their brain also looks for evidence. So we've got, we know about RSD, rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Their brain tends to look for evidence of the negative a lot. Um, so in a lot of ADHD coaching, what we do is we uncover strengths that the person um, can use and put and tools to put in their tool belt. Uh, but we also do a lot of marking the occasion for positive experience and looking for the positives 
or the situations where they've used some skills, succeeded, and actually highlight those moments because it's really important to mark those so that the brain can remember those positive experiences. I mean, how often do we achieve a goal or we do something well and we go, all right, on to the next thing? And we just move on to the next. We start thinking immediately after we've finished to go to the next goal. And we don't actually stop or slow down long enough to recognize all the incredible things that we do and the things that we've made it through, the achievements that we've had. Uh, often we just get onto the, onto the next. We're, we're about moving forward instead of marking those occasions. And it can make it quite hard. We tend to remember the negative stuff because we perhaps slowed down on the negative to think about it. And we know that the chemicals last for, for three times the amount of longest as long. So we have more time to remember it. So knowing that is we're going to use that information when we're talking about thinking patterns today. The other thing that I wanted to highlight here is that the ADHD brain is prone to a little bit of black and white thinking. When I'm talking about black and white thinking, I'm talking about you're either good or you're bad, you're on, you're off, you're on routine, you're off routine. Um, perhaps you tell yourself you're going to eat chocolate, like you're going to be healthy and then you have one piece of chocolate and then the whole day's ruined, you know, that kind of thinking. It's all or nothing approach. And what I try and work with our with my clients about is to live in that grey. We don't need to be black or white. There's no one that's good or bad. <laughs> there is this whole other side of things that we don't often consider in the ADHD world, which is grey. We want to be in the middle. That is the most balanced approach. So. When we catch ourselves doing that black or white thinking, um, you know, am I on or I'm off, um, we can pull ourselves up and say, okay, is this actually, like what are the facts to say that this whole thing that now I'm off? Is, there, is it recoverable? Can I live in the grey and not in the extremes? Someone to highlight some common patterns of thinking here, um, moving on from those two ADHD trends that we hear and I say all the time to myself and I want to hear from you guys whether you think they resonate with you. So one of the ones that I am a bit prone to doesn't make me sound awesome uh, but, you know, I, I have no shame, uh, is that I know that. So when I hear information and if it, I get the gist I might have heard something similar before. My brain wants to do that. I know that. So it goes, oh, I know that. So it can partially check out uh, and start thinking about something else. Now, when we have a curious mind or a curious mindset, perhaps it's something new and exciting or something that we're interested in, we tend not to do the I know that very much. We are curious. We listen out for new information. And I can't tell you how many presentations and seminars and podcasts I've listened to over the years. And every single person presents it slightly differently. Sometimes you need to watch it or listen to it three or four times to absorb the information or absorb something new. There's always these little uh, parts that you miss on the first time. So having an I know that pattern of thinking can actually mean that you miss out on some of the gold. So I am conscious of it in myself and I'm interested to know whether you guys 
have an I know that pattern of thinking. So I know that is an excuse to check out and think about something else. Or I know that is like I don't really need to give my full attention because I know this information. But the truth is we don't know what other people are going to say or how they're going to present it or any sort of um, facts that they're going to put or a new spin on something that we do know. Uh, We don't know it. So I know that is my first pattern of thinking that I think is quite interesting. The next one is I've tried that before. So often, you know, if people come up with a new strategy or something like that and you present it, there is a bit of a pattern of thinking of I've tried that before and it doesn't work um, or I've tried that before and it didn't it didn't happen for whatever reason. Um, so I tried that before. It's a bit of a tricky one because it has evidence, right? So you are saying I have tried it before. You've got evidence for why it's not going to work. But I guess what I'm trying to shine a light on here is that we are always changing. There's neuroplasticity. We always, we're growing and developing as people. And what worked for us then probably might not work for us now. And something that we tried before that didn't work might work for us now. Um, so it doesn't pay to be closed minded about it. We just got to give things a go. And how I view life and how I view coaching with ADHD is really just as an experiment. We view it curiously. We go, okay. We're just going to give this a try and see what happens. We're not emotionally invested in the outcome. We just experiment, and this is what I did with my own family as well. We just experiment with strategies and we see how they go and then we use that information. If they fail, it's just more information and we use that information to refine it and find what does work. And the best thing about the ADHD brain is that it's an ideas factory. You guys always have new ideas, new ways of solving problems, new things that you can tweak, different ways of working things and a different perspective of looking at problems. There's no shortage of, you know, your ability to problem solve. So the second pattern of thinking is I've tried that before. And so it's really interesting to just have a think about that or catch yourself when you start discounting (laughs) any uh, you know, strategy that you want to try or perhaps you, you're thinking about a new system that you want to put in for your household to not discount things that you have tried before because we ha- we know as we grow up and as our brain develops and our kids change uh, ages, you know, new levels, new devils, maybe uh, what works for them has changed as well. The next pattern of thinking that I wanted to talk about is that doesn't work for me. So I feel like this one is probably a little bit um, sneakier in how it appears uh, when we're doing strategies and things like that for families. That doesn't work for me and then it can be followed by a variety of reasons. But I guess what I'm asking, how we're challenging this thinking pattern is to really examine why, why it doesn't work for you. And what is your reasoning behind not giving that whatever you're, you know, wanting to try a try? It's just about shining a light on it. Why? What what is the reasoning behind it? Having a look at whether the reasons behind it are valid, whether they're still valid. They might have been valid before, but maybe they're not so valid now. You know, whether it's something that we have grown and changed with. And then 
The other thing I wanted to chat about is the this way that we talk to ourselves. So when we're talking about Leslie and that negative voice in our heads, that voice that's that's frustrated with ourselves, like, why can't I? Why can't I do X, Y, Z? I should be able to do this. I should be able to, you know, manage this household. I should be able to parent my kids. Why can't I do it like, you know, like so-and-so on Facebook? Um, those kind of statements are so, so intense. We really do beat ourselves up with those patterns of thinking and they don't actually motivate us to really try things new. They're just their frustration statements, right, that don't propel us forward. Uh, and they are an example of black and white thinking that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, this why can't I, this feeling that we should um, be able to operate on, the, you know, this super high level and we're frustrated that we can't quite get there. And so it's that black and white thinking of being good or bad and not operating in that grey that we want to operate in. And then this is not so much a thinking pattern. This is like a pattern of being. Um, I often notice that, myself included, I get stuck in rushing energy. So rushing energy is when, you know, when you've got it feels really productive. You're like, we've got to get out of the house, we've got to do this, like get your shoes on and we gotta deliver it. And we're doing all the things, like we're doing lots of stuff. Uh, and we bring that rushing energy. Do you guys know what I mean with when I'm talking about rushing energy? It's when you you're quick. You know, you basically this is different. Anyone without ADHD can bring rushing energy as well. It is that sort of state of being that's in perpetual motion that's hurrying other people along as well. It's like when you want things to happen quickly and you're, you know, creating that sense of urgency. And you might have heard me talk about it before, but I kind of view when I'm working with people with ADHD, I kind of view it in two modes. It's very simplistic. The ADHD brain is not simplistic at all, but just how I picture it in my head um, is so I can you know, easily identify where people are at. So I picture it as open or closed, like little pinball arms, right? So pinball arms open, pinball arms closed on a pinball machine. And we know that there's certain things that close it. So I think pressure, overwhelm, the sense that they're not liked, the sense that they're not very good at something, you know, that negative feedback, those are the things that close it. So when it gets those feelings, it tends to shut down. The other thing that closes it is that rushing energy. That's that pressure component, right? So we come in and we go, come on, we've got to get out of the house. You've got to put your shoes on. You've got to get there, blah, 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 blah. And we come at this rushing energy with our kids and their brains go, the little arms go closed and they go, they either go into that paralysis state where they're just not sure what to do and they just kind of freeze or they explode because we've bought that rushing energy. Now, when we're talking about the ADHD brain closing it, we also know that there's things that open it. Right? When you think about the pinball arms, I'm doing, uh, for those of you that are listening on the podcast and not on YouTube, I'm doing pinball arms. It's a special thing to see. Uh, so <laughs> when we're talking about opening the ADHD brain, there's things that we know open it, like praise opens it, Asking questions opens it. Allowing the person with ADHD to ask questions opens it. So these are the things that they're trying to engage 
uh, and use, like in, turn on their brain, open their brain rather than shutting it down. So when we think about that, when rushing energy is involved and we bring our um, rushing energy to our kids because we want them to get moving, it's kind of counterproductive if their brain goes sh- shuts and they go into that paralysis state or a meltdown state. So I want to just have a, a chat about those today, those different thinking patterns. So just to recap, we've, we talked about the negative bias. We talked about black and white thinking. We talked about the I know that pattern, that I've tried that before pattern that doesn't work for me pattern why can't I or or I should be able to frustration and then also that rushing energy pattern that we get into and sometimes myself included we just get a bit stuck there and we rotate these same patterns over and over and over again uh, and they don't really get us anywhere so as a little reminder to myself and maybe a little reminder to you guys as well I just wanted to talk about those patterns today I want to know from you what ones you guys rotate. What do you get stuck in? There might be other ones that I haven't even spoken about today that you think, oh, it's something that always comes up for me. Little thinking patterns that you rotate in your brain and, you know, you're, they're just habits really. And maybe we haven't challenged them enough. Maybe we haven't stopped to think about, is this actually productive or does this work for me? Or is this even in line with any of my values? Is this being kind to myself? All of those things. Maybe they're just a habit that we're doing unconsciously and it's worthwhile shining a light on them now. So I hope that this has got you to think about some of your thinking patterns. It certainly has for me. And I wanted to encourage you to have a look at those patterns as they come up for you and also to have a look at your rushing energy. What are you bringing forward in your family are you bringing that rushing energy or are you a calm stable energy Uh, and what is your child's brain or your beautiful people with ADHD's brain is it open or is it closed and if it's closed is there something that we can do to open it and make it a little bit easier for them I hope you're having a great day guys thanks for listening Thank you for listening to this episode of the ADHD Families Podcast. If you loved it, please share it on your socials. I want this to start a conversation about ADHD. If you want to make this mum do a little happy dance, please leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to know more about what we do, check out thefunctionalfamily.com. I truly hope that you enjoyed this podcast and you use it to create a wonderful, effective joyful life with your beautiful children.